Welcome to another delightful, delicious episode of Yummy Podcast, where we savor life's inspiring stories on a journey to help you find your ultimate, most meaningful yet. I'm Crystal Khalil. And I'm Dr. Nicola Beach. We invite you all to join us on this yummy journey. Yes. And as we ask our guests, we'll ask you, what yummy life awaits you? Hey there, yummy listeners. We've got an important update to share with you just in case life throws you a curveball. Absolutely, Crystal. Have you or someone you know recently been involved in an auto accident? We believe in safeguarding your well-being and ensuring you receive the care and assistance you require. That's why we recommend connecting with our preferred legal expert, Sandra M. Davis, PC. When unexpected situations arise, she's the one you want in your corner. With her 30 plus years of experience and a solid track record, Sandra and her dedicated team will fight to get you the compensation, support, and treatment you rightfully deserve. Head over to attorneysandradavis.com to schedule your free consultation today. Your rights matter, and they're here to make sure they're protected. Now back to this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another incredible episode of Yummy Podcast, where we savor inspiring stories in search for your ultimate, most meaningful yet. I'm your co-host, Crystal Khalil. And I'm Dr. Nicola Beach. And guess who we've got here today? Do you see this beauty? Do, do you see this beauty? Entrepreneur, boss. Can we say boss maybe three or four times? Boss, 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 boss. Entertainer, <laughs> mom, wife, just an extraordinary spirit, Mrs. Trina Braxton. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank yeah. You. So Trina, hmm. we talk about yummy. It's hmm. an acronym for your ultimate most meaningful yet. Hmm. What does yummy mean to you? I think for me, it would be my children mm. and watching them to reach the best potential that they absolutely can. Mm. So I have to have two young men. They're 28 and 25. Yes. My oldest just got married in December. Aww. So, you know, I'm just... Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> She's you like, know, I did it. She's I a mother-in-law. You you got to add mother-in-law to yes. the intro. Yes. <laughs> mother-in-law. Yes, hopefully me trying to be my best self rubbed onto yeah. them so that they can be their best selves. I love that. Yeah, so. We love that. Love that. You know... What we say about the yummy is there are a lot of things that you can do well. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of good things that you can do. But at this point in your life, you know, you are well-traveled. Mm -hmm. You have lived an amazing life to this point. Mm -hmm. The things that we used to spend time on, mm -hmm. now you look at things and you say, is that mine to do and is that what I should do? be doing. Mm. So when you think about the wisdom of what life has taught you, what things now would you say, this is yummy and where I should be spending my time? 
the first thing is you have to realize how precious time is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, time does not care how much money you have. They don't. Yeah. It doesn't care what color you are. It doesn't care yeah. about your creed. It doesn't care about anything except for when it's up. Yeah. When it starts mm-hmm. and when it, when it's finished. Yeah. So for me, when I'm saying yummy, I have to think about that dash from when I was born. Yes. And when that dash ends. Yes. So that's yummy. Yes. So yes. I think that, and and as far as time is concerned, I think that's what's most important to me. I love that, that. dash in between. Yeah, I love that. And you know, when you talk about that dash in between, right? We we are all things. We introduce you as mother, entrepreneur, boss, all a singer, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. But who is Trina Braxton without all those labels? That's just it. Just Trina. Yeah. Because those things th- that's what I do. It's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like I am a mother and a wife first. Mm-hmm. Um, home is very important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best at cleaning. I, I have to get somebody to do that. That's, that's no. <laughs> but I can cook. You can cook. What? I can what be the art to the art to the end. Yes. And I I enjoy doing that more than anything. And I think that's why I became an entrepreneur and became yeah. a restaurateur. Yeah. Because I like to um, show people how I feel through my food. Yeah. I you know what I mean? That. I'm not a chef or anything like that, but yeah. I'm a heck of a good cook. But you know what, though, Trina? I thought you liked us. Why, you thought I was going to bring you some food? <laughs> Girl, if you show We're people like, how to... Where, 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 <laughs> is, where, is, it? where yeah. is it? Do you Listen, do you know how she got me? How? Tell them how you got me. So I got this woman to be my business partner because I called her up one day and I said, hey, I heard you retired. Bad sister, retired. Um, can I celebrate you? Can I celebrate you, sis? Brought her to my house and made her breakfast. Let me just say, best breakfast investment I have ever made in my whole life. What'd you make? Eight hours later, we were business partners. I made eggs Mm -hmm. with Havarti cheese. Nice, okay. Uh And fresh shucked corn. Mm Mm-hmm. I made some amazing French toast flavored in some way. It was pineapple French toast. Listen, listen, I was not playing. Now, I didn't know that it would result in this. I literally was just trying to celebrate her one sister to another. Which was yummy enough. She won me with a pineapple That was yummy enough. You got to go for what you know. Right. So I was going to buy us breakfast, but then the Lord was like, why don't you stop your calendar Mm -hmm. and create an experience? Mm -hmm. And she said, what should I bring? I said, flowers. Because pretty girls deserve flowers. Yes, yes, we do. So that was our yummy move, our yummy moment. So I'm like, if you love us, where's the food, Trina? I'll bring it next time. All right. That means that means you have to have me back. That means next time. We gotta have you back. You know, Trina, when I look at your life and your story, Mm -hmm. right? It reminds me of when I decided to take the leap, like Dr. Nicole said, and retire from corporate America. Um, when I made that decision, I looked around and I went through kind of an identity crisis, mm. right? Because I worked for Porsche, one mm. of the largest brands in the world, very mm-hmm. well-known brand, mm-hmm. um, amazing brand. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I didn't know what my personal brand was. Mm. And I had lived inside this beautifully wrapped, amazing mm-hmm. box mm-hmm. for 20 years. Yeah. And when it was time to make a leap, I was like, who are you? What is your brand? So when I look at your life, I see that you were raised in a brand, right? I worked in a brand for 20 years. You were raised in the Braxton brand. Mm -hmm. 
What has it been like for you searching for your own identity and defining who Trina is amongst the Braxton family? Hmm. It's been extremely difficult. Mm. Um, and that's that's multi-layered as a question, only because I, I thank God for the opportunities given to me because a lot of doors may not have opened without that last Absolutely. name. But at the same token, it did take me a while to learn who Trina was without looking to my left and looking to my right. And there's mm -hmm. a sister, a sibling, mm -hmm. a parent. Mm -hmm. So when I um, decide, this is a really true story, okay? Yes. So during my regular formative college years, I didn't finish. We went on tour, okay? And I decided when we got back, I said, okay, I'm going to finish. I'm going to get my degree. Mm -hmm. Somebody in my family, I'm not going to say who it is because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Someone said, no, you shouldn't finish your degree. That's for regular people. Mm. Well, I'm like, I'm still a regular person. Right. Because outside of this, who am I going to be if all of this takes, you know, a, a back door? Because the older you get, you know, you have a shelf life. In yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So what am I going to do without an education for me, for Trina? Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out what Trina wanted mm -hmm. and do it for me and not for them. Mm. And when I decided to do that, I found out that there were so many things that I loved more than what I was already born, bred, and buttered into. Oh. So. Oh, that's so yummy. That's yummy because when you think about purpose mm -hmm. and just the noise that you have to get through sometimes to figure out what am I being called to do? Mm -hmm. What is mine to do? Not mm -hmm. ours, but mine to do. How did you decipher from the blessings mm -hmm. of the brand and then saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I when I shut this down to hear my spirit, this is what I'm being called to. Mm -hmm. Honest answer? Yeah. Still don't know. Mm. I still yeah. don't know. You're still, still trying, trying to, to still figure, figure it out. Yeah. yeah, thank you for thank that. Thank you for that honesty. Because you, it, it, there's, there's so many of us out here still searching. Yeah. And I'm right. old. Still you, searching. I I, right. Ma'am, you, you, I'm older. Yummily seasoned. Yes, yes. seasoned. Yes. Like there you go. Yes. Yes. However, <laughs> you know, but speaking of seasons, yeah. we have those. Yes. We have our seasons of prosperity. We have our seasons of where, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. Everybody's been there. I don't care who you are or what you look like. Yeah. Everyone's been there. And I've been there a couple times. Yeah. But in that search, I have to think, and especially what you guys said, is like, who am I without these people? Who am I without my husband? Who am I without my children? When I look at myself in the mirror and you see all these different flaws in yourself because yeah. you're just being so self-loathing almost. Yeah. You know, it's like, who am I? Except for these round circles and these full lips and, you know, and this voluptuous body. Voluptuous. <laughs> but on the serious note, like, who am I without that? Who am yeah. I without any of those people around yeah. me? And if I didn't have them, who would I be? Yeah. So I'm just still trying to figure that out. Yeah. That's so powerful, sis, because so much of how we live and what we do is seeking to not be fully vulnerable mm -hmm. about the questions that we still have that we don't have answers to yes. yet. Yeah. And quieting everything down so that we're not always hiding, proving, protecting, defending mm -hmm. to then let our voice be heard. Faking. Faking, yes. That part. That part. That part. Because don't we learn that, that that's the acceptable note? 
is to let our representative fake it till we make it shine through. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and you know, we didn't even do the wiggle with Trina. Oh. oh. <laughs> What's the wiggle? Put your hand in front of your face. Now wiggle. You got to put it right in front of your face. Wiggle. Now take the mask off and put it on the desk. Yes. Now do it again because we know you got more than one. Yeah. Put it right on the desk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Put it down. Put it down. And that's the that's that's a practice that we do yeah. um in our community because we, especially as black women, you mm-hmm. know, we have to wear masks. We gotta wear masks to work, we gotta wear a mask at home, we've gotta wear a mask in the community, in the church, everywhere we go, we have to wear these masks. And it gets so, you know, when we get especially seasoned at our age, mm-hmm. you don't know where the mask in and, and you, you begin. begin yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that is a practice, it a is. daily practice of taking the mask off and saying, what is my yummy life? Well, people don't care. Mm. People don't care about your your yummy life. They want to see the mask. They don't care mm-hmm. if you had a bad day. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you just got a call from the principal because your kid is acting a fool. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, care about, you know, if your husband and you just got into some kind of heated altercation. You, they don't know. All they know is what they want to see from you at that moment that they get to see it. Mm. But so, you know what we found too, sis, is we position people to have the first say in who we are often, how we show up, Mm. and what we do and how we respond. We don't even know that we're often positioning them to do that. But a lot of our actions on the back end is, was that okay? Mm-hmm. Was 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 that good? Mm-hmm. Did that meet your expectation? Mm-hmm. Without first saying, now wait a minute, was that okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Was mm-hmm. that good? Does that meet your expectation? We we wear shirts that speak to sayings that are meaningful to mm-hmm. us. My shirt today says, "In peace, not pieces." That's good. In peace, mm-hmm. not pieces. Because so many times, so sis, as you're talking about a free mindset, you know it's opportunity for swag. Swag Yummy swag. Our shirts today say free women. Free women. You get it? Free Free women. women. Free women. women. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) Carry on. Continue. Continue. You can get your free women free women t-shirt at crystalanddrnicole.com or you can check the show notes below to find the link. So many times we are leaving pieces of ourselves yeah. all over the place yeah. Yeah. and it gets to a point where you start to say, you know what? Let me go get all my stuff. I left that in the trunk because I didn't think that would be acceptable to you. Mm-hmm. I left that in my last apartment because I didn't think that that would be pleasing or or I didn't think that that was good enough. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, I get to go first. Now, you may not like it. Yeah. It may not be up to your expectation. But if I don't go first, everything is being pulled by other people. Yeah. We're conditioned to self-betray. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because you know what? I don't know how I like my eggs. Mmm. Come on, sis. Say say that. Speak on that a little bit more. I'm being serious. Like when we grew up, 
we weren't allowed to eat, eat like the runny eggs because mm-hmm. my parents go, oh, you're going to die. You're going to get tomato poison. <laughs> you know, then, you, then you're scared. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know if you like it because you're scared to eat it because you're going to die right. from tomato poison right. or something. <laughs> right. right. And sometimes you eat things where your partner likes them. Yeah. Yes. If they like a scramble with cheese, well, shoot, you don't feel like doing it for so many times, just make a scramble with cheese. Yeah. Like it over easy? Don't eat it over easy. Mm. I want to sit down, I want to make eggs every possible way and just take a fork and just taste each one and figure out what I like because I don't know the answer. That's a yummy move right there. That's a yummy move because here's the thing. We don't even recognize how not doing that, what it's costing us. We think it's free. Mm-hmm. We think it's free. We've been conditioned to think it's free yeah. to move around based on everybody else's expectations. So we never count the cost right. yeah. of what that means. And it's con- we get conditioned, too, by people who love us, but they have their own limiting beliefs, right? Like, I remember my mom saying... She fed everybody before she fed herself. Mm-hmm. She was the last one to eat, right? Yeah. And that's a badge of honor. If you feed your family and everybody eats and you eat whatever is left over. it's the a, same thing. See? It's a badge of honor. But why is that? Because I watched my mother do it. Yeah. She watched her mother do it. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's indoctrinated. Yeah. Can we talk about something, Trina, that we, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about? about. Mm. So, you know, in our community, we talk about daddy issues a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm. It's acceptable. It's acceptable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even from being a kid growing up in New York, you never say anything about my mama. Your mama jokes. Your mama jokes, all that don't. <laughs> That's fine words. I'm just saying, you mm-hmm. don't say nothing about my mama. Well, one of the interesting things of being seasoned and having lived a full life is you recognize both of your parents formed you present or not present Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as black women especially the conversation of our relationships with our moms and some of the things that we inherited they didn't even want to give it to us as an inheritance but it was their experience Mm -hmm. so what they passed to us sometimes were limiting beliefs like, for example, I'll say with my mom, my mom is five foot three, Caribbean boss beast. Mm-hmm. OK, she said to me once, friends are friends mm. until they know, because whenever your friends become your foe all over the world, all over the world, your secrets will go. Ooh. I was like, every time what? I hear that, I'm like, ooh, goosebumps. So ooh. in other words, keep your business to you. Keep, right. Don't trust nobody. Yeah. But you can't have a full, you can't have a full experience without trusting people. She didn't know she was giving that to me as an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as my mom, she was giving that to me as an inheritance, trying to protect me. And, and you know, and I know your story with your mom, and she had every right to feel that way because what? My mom got deported. My mom came to this country, was in a friendship, and the woman said to her one day, America is not big enough for the two of us. Not all of America. Wait, what? (laughs) Not Georgia. The whole whole America. She said, America is not big enough for the two of us. And got my mom deported. She had her eyes set on your daddy, didn't she? <laughs> Honey, she had her eyes set on somebody that didn't have their eyes set on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had their eyes set on your mom. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. 
got her deported. So her experience was you can't trust anybody. And and that was a challenge in yeah. our relationship because mm. I was trying to connect and she was trying to protect. Got it. So can you talk to us about what it has been like to be a grown woman mm -hmm. navigating that mother-daughter relationship that's beyond childhood. We've mm. grown now. Yes, because sometimes as parents, we can get stuck into that parent-child yeah. stronghold. Right? Yeah. And because you still want to be respectful. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You still want to yes. be respected. Yes. Yes. Um, but the difference is my mom used to always speak to us in parables. Man, so, like Jesus. Jesus. Oh my gosh. It worked on my last little nurse. I mean, there was a message in it. Yes. You know, but there's sometimes I really feel like I don't fully understand my mom. Mm. Because I feel like she has her own secrets, you know, from yeah. being younger that she doesn't yeah. want to, you know, put upon us. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you one of the parables my mother taught us. Okay. 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 It's not it's not gonna be long, I promise. It's gonna okay. be like 45 seconds. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. So, once upon a time, <laughs> there was this dog. Uh -oh. I mean, that's what mommy says. Not a dog. She says dog. dog. She's originally from South Carolina. Okay. 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 And this dog <laughs> had the most beautiful and fluffy tail in all of the land. Okay. And the dog would go around flaunting this tail all over the place. Hey, no. look at me. Hey, look at me. And shimmy his little tail all over the place. So one day, I'm going to give you guys a shortened version. Uh -huh. One day, the dog was playing. Playing along the train tracks. Skipping along the tracks. Fucking his little tail, making sure everybody could see him. And then there was a little puddle of water sitting there by some one of the train tracks. And the dog was sitting there just admiring himself. Look at me. Looking in the puddle. Yes. Look at my tail. <laughs> yes. The train came. He wasn't paying attention. Boom. Cut the tail off. Ran over the dog's tail. Oh, my God. The dog was so distraught. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Oh, my tail was the most beautiful in all the land. What am I going to do? What's going to set me apart for being so beautiful oh. than any other dog? He said, I know. I'm going to go back and get my tail. And I'm going to have it put back on. I'm going to sew it back on. So the dog goes wow. and tracks along with a little stuff of the tail. Wow. Just going and he gets his tail. Has the tail in his mouth. He's going to get it put back on. Next thing you know, another train comes. Bam! <laughs> Kills the dog. I can't with Killed this the dog, dog when he was going to get his tail. Yeah. Oh boy. This has become a sad moment. <laughs> and the moral of the story? The moral of the story. Don't lose your life over a piece of tail. <laughs> that was <laughs> Now see what I mean? Don't lose your life see over a piece, piece of, of tail. We couldn't get regular wow. stories. Wow. We had to get wow. we had to get the bearables. <laughs> I love that story. She gave you that. Oh, that's good. If you're a high achieving woman and you're listening to this, people around you probably think you have everything you need or desire. But Crystal and I both know you've realized there's more and you've been called to more. We base our programs and framework around helping women like you find their limitless selves, providing a space, a safe space for them to break through ceilings and remove the walls that limit experiencing the life they truly desire. Join us for our Woman Unlimited Live. Check out the link below. You'll find coaching, community, and connection you've been looking for. See you there. Now back to this yummy episode. It's crazy because, you know, on one side, they give us so much. Yes. Yeah. 
that that breeds life into us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at our moms to see who will be. We're looking at them to see how to navigate the things that are adversity and yeah. hurtful. So what they give is like it's it's food, it's air, it's water. Yeah. But then there are the things that are challenging. Mm-hmm. How how do yeah. we deal with those challenges to be able to heal and recover? Because it's almost like in our community, you can't even name it. You can't even say you have this challenge with your mom. You can sure say it about your dad. Yeah, it's called menopause. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Say Speak more. On that. Okay. Let's be, I'm not mm. sure if you guys are around the same age that I am. But my mother didn't teach me about the hot flashes. Mm. My mother didn't teach me about the rah rah like a dungeon dragon. <laughs> like when there is absolutely nothing wrong and everything is wrong, wrong at the yeah. same time. And those conversations really never happened. And I'm not just gonna sit, put this on my mom. Right. I'm gonna make this a universal issue. Yeah, because it's not something that's talked about right. after a woman quote unquote passes her flower, as mommy called it. Yeah, passes her flower. Passes her flower. She's come on. She's no longer in bloom. (laughs) She's past her flower. Yeah, but those are conversations that I never had with my mom that I wish I did. However, not to tell all her personal business, but she would tell you this so I can say it. She had a hysterectomy. Mm. So she was thrown into menopause. Okay. So she couldn't tell me at about what age I would naturally progress. Yes, got you. She didn't tell me because she couldn't. Right. And I also didn't have that natural that uh, natural progression because my sister Tony had a hysterectomy, my sister yeah. Trace had a hysterectomy, um, and so the only ones left are myself, Tawanda, and Tamar. Okay, Tawanda's fifteen months older than I am, but nothing ever happens to her. She's a freaking age. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, drenched from yeah. head to toe, thinking something's absolutely wrong with me, uh-huh. getting my blood checked and all that kind of good stuff. Right, I'm premenopausal. Wow. And nothing is wrong, but everything's wrong. All at the same time. time. You hot, you cold, you sweat. That part. That part. That you're part. laughing, you're crying. My husband put me in the freezer. <laughs> yes. My mother, when she went through menopause, and I am telling her business, I remember one day she's Caribbean and she said, Oh God, bring the fan. Bring the fan. Jesus, bring the fan. <laughs> And me and my dad, we were just standing there looking at her like, what's wrong with her? Legs open, dripping wet yeah. in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Now, I haven't had that experience. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But when I see some of my friends going through it. When you see me going through it. Yeah. We have been on camera and yeah. I'm like, I'm melting. Yes. And it's like a <laughs> wicked witch in the West. Like, yes. for real. It is no fanning and I'm yeah. trying to like, I you know, what her, do we do? We, we did a keynote uh, uh, graduation speech just Friday. And I looked over, we were taking pictures. I said, sis, am I okay? She said, oh God, no. Oh, <laughs> she started patting. I was melting. melting. Just oh, melting. Oh, oh. But, Hot flash. But to your credit, I don't really have a whole lot of information on it that I got yeah. from my mom. Right? It's from researching and yeah. reading articles and all of that. Mm-hmm. But she mm-hmm. never sat down with me and said, okay, now you, you're moving from this phase to this phase. Yeah. Here's what you need to look out for. Here's what you need to expect. Mm-hmm. So even trying to be compassionate and empathetic towards Crystal, I stand there and be like, Jesus, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what yeah. to do. I can't fan fast enough. But yeah. it, 
But it's not even just that. It's also, you know, looking at what we think about worth when we start moving into losing our flower. Mm. Yes. I mean, because my body is is becoming misshapen. I'm I'm not sure what happened to it. Yeah. But the crazy part about it is we get menopause. Oh, women, they're gonna, oh, she's going through menopause. She's going through that change of life. Uh-huh. <laughs> but men, they go through andropause. Yes. That's exactly what it's called. It's mm-hmm. called andropause. But yeah. no, for them, they're going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. They got to put <laughs> a nice little bow on it. Yes. Yes. Oh, he just went, a, he bought a new car. He bought a new motorcycle. Oh, he found a 20-year-old girlfriend. It's a midlife crisis. <laughs> but we have menopause. <laughs> I mean, it's we do rational sick. things. We, we, you know, change the house. We, right. you know, rearrange the furniture. They go out and they find a 12-year-old named <laughs> Nipsey. <laughs> I can't right now. <laughs> you are hilarious. But, it's but you know, it's, it was funny, you know, I say this to Nicole all the time. We talk about our moms. Um, my mother grew up in Alabama. You said your mom was from South Carolina. South Carolina. Really. My mother's from Greenville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart, right? She can cook, though, can she? Oh, she can throw down. Mm-hmm. She can throw down what she mm-hmm. used to be. And my mom yeah. passed away so about funny. 10 years ago. Thank you. But, you know, when I think about my mom, she did the best she could mm-hmm. for what she had, right? Her parents, they were sharecroppers, right? My mother picked cotton. My mother marched with Martin Luther King. Wow. And, you know, as we look at all of the, the the politics and the discussion on history and how long it's been and getting rid of, you know, let's not talk about those things anymore. We're only one generation from that life, right? So I don't know, your mom was raised in South Carolina. She's probably about the same age as my mom would have been. Well, no, well, she um she spent most of her life in Maryland. In Maryland, yes. okay, okay. So it they, they had a very different upbringing. Mm. And if I look at how my mom raised me to compare it to how she was raised, mm. it was, she did an amazing yeah. job. She did the best she could mm-hmm. with what she had. Mm-hmm. How have you taken what your mom poured into you and tried to exponentially do things better or different with your own children? Well, my sisters tease me a lot because I can make a dollar out of 15 cents. Come on. Mm. They tell me I'm the most frugal sister, but I am. I am. I want to leave a legacy to my children. I don't want to mm. buy a whole bunch of purses and, and shoes and, and jeans and, and that it. kind of stuff. It's, that's only making someone else richer. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to pour that into my children so okay. that they can have their own children and it'd like be easier for them. Generational You're supposed to make legacy. it easier for the next generation, mm-hmm. not harder. Mm-hmm. So if you don't see me with a bunch of labels, I don't care. Right. They're not making my life any better. Just so someone else, ooh, oh my gosh, she has this bag. Oh my gosh, she has these jeans. Oh my gosh, she has these shoes. At some point, you're going to either give them away, mm-hmm. they're going to fall apart. You can't, you can't leave those to your children. Yeah. Right. I'm going to leave my baby these jeans. Yeah. yeah. Then what are you going to yeah. do with them? Yeah. Right. $138, $200 for a pair of jeans, and then what? Right. But you've got a vision of what you're trying to create when you talk about legacy. Yeah. So the meaningfulness of that is that that's a liberated mind space. Mm-hmm. To say, I want to leave legacy for my kids. Yeah. And then having actions. We talk about our yummy method a lot. Liberation, activation, acceleration. And it's that liberated mind space, mindset of, of legacy. Then actions, mm-hmm. how you manage your money. 
what kind of relationship you have with your money, with your spending, and how that's going to accelerate the opportunity of that manifested vision for your kids and the community that you're seeking to build to make sure that can happen for them. What would you say are some of the things that you got from Mrs. Evelyn that you're like, I'm passing this on? And then what were some of the things that you would say, I got to tweak that a little bit. I appreciate what I got because it made me stronger or better or I learned from it. But I got to tweak that for the next generation to come. Ooh, that's a hard one. Mm. Um, Everything my mom has done, she's done for her children. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an amazing thing. Yes. But she's alone. Mm. You know, we all have our significant others or spouses and things like that. And I can't, and I love my children more than life itself, but I can't make them my everything to where I'm nothing. I'm not, mommy, I'm not saying you're nothing, mommy. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying here. Not what I'm saying. Totally understood. We totally understand. Yes, she's older now, but I, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want to grow old alone. Yeah. And I feel, it saddens me Mm. that my mom has to be that way or Mm. even chose to at this point in her life. Yeah. That, that is so yummy Mm -hmm. that you would share that, that that's why we do the wiggle Mm -hmm. to take the mask off because that's such a vulnerable thing because so many of our moms, my mom is 82 years old and my dad's passed on and she will probably live the rest of her days alone. Mm -hmm. And so many of us have that conversation because that was the limiting belief that many women before us. That's true. That's that's what they were given by their children. Yeah, yeah. 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 But here's the thing. Excuse me for interrupting. See, your dad passed on. My dad moved on. Mm. Now, wait a minute. Because they were married 40 years and then got divorced. Mom remember 34 and got divorced. Mm. Who, we were does, like, who that? does that? <laughs> right, right. Mom said one day, years. she was just like, done. And when she said done, it was done. 40 years. 40 years. 34, and then my father, my father married somebody else. Mm. And I think, mm, oh, mommy, oh, sorry. Mm. Oh, golly jeepers, maybe I shouldn't say it. Come on, bless help, somebody. Help the bless help the somebody. Ooh, I'm sorry, Mama. Um, I think that's what impeded her from moving on. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be uh respectful of my mom and her personal feelings and her business, yes. but at the same token, I still have to tell the truth, yeah. not my truth. I hate when people say that. Yeah. I hate when they say I have to tell my truth, but just because it is your truth does not make it the, the truth. truth. Amen. Yeah. Hold on to your truth if that's what you need to hold on to. Yeah. But I think my mom just really hasn't gotten over her divorce from my dad. Not to say that she wants him anymore. Right. I just don't think that she wants to allow herself to feel that vulnerable anymore. Mm. I don't think she wants to feel Mm. that hurt anymore. Yeah. That's yummy because how many of us are in bondage to our trauma? I'm not. This is my third marriage. Let me tell you what. I am the Elizabeth Taylor of my family. I'm going to tell you until I until get, I get it right. right. I think I have it right this time. Well, I know. I know. I had it right this time. <laughs> Got it right this time. Third time's a charm. But you know, it may not be marriage for you. What trauma 
has you in bondage, right? Yeah. It's not always marriage. But but I love you saying that, sis, because a lot of times we inherit the traumas of our moms and mm-hmm. our dads. And when you say that, sometimes people get offended. And it's like, look, unless you have actively, actively pursued healing that trauma, time alone doesn't do it. It doesn't do it. No. That that now that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Time heals all wounds. That's, that's a lie. lie. Pit, right? Yep. Time is time. Yes. And it's wonderful if you're blessed with a lot of it. Right. But you've got to actively pursue the work of healing the trauma. So that would mean you've got to be able to name the trauma. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to sit with the trauma and say, this trauma was mine versus feeling like you have to avoid it because it's going to take you out. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what Crystal and I know is that that traumatic bond that we have of not letting some things heal Ooh. because it's been there for so long, mm-hmm. it's now part of our narrative. Yeah. It's part of the story now. Like it's a real mm-hmm. part of the story. If we heal it, then then what is the story gonna be? If we heal that thing, that's fear, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fear of of how am I going to be without this feeling? Yeah. What who what am I? Who am I without this without this hurt or without this feeling? Because it's been with me and I've carried it for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like hurt. Yeah. yeah. Just like hurt. But sometimes I think her anger that she has with my dad is what she holds on to to, and that's the connection that she still has with him. Mm. It's the hurt. One of the things that I'm we, sorry, mommy. We bless you, yes, because you are you, helping mommy. us mm-hmm. figure some things out as women of a certain age. So mm-hmm. we bless you. Mm-hmm. One of the things we talk about is you know you, you have a rug. I got this right now. So I have a puppy. The doggone puppy that I love, who's my whole life. His name is Nelson, y'all. He's my whole life. Nelson Mandela is my puppy. <laughs> Crystal's puppy is Trevor Noah. Do you mm-hmm. get the South African <laughs> connection? Honey, the the puppy wants to pee everywhere and found a rug in my house that the puppy wants to pee on no matter how we negotiate. It's a problem. We're working on it, but it's a problem. But the the bigger issue now is the rug has been all wooden floors, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. It's protected but when you have a rug that's on a wooden floor, if you move the rug, the 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 floor underneath has not had the same level of sun. So if you move the rug, you see the outline mm-hmm. of where the rug used to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we hold on to our trauma because if I move that, what is everybody going to see? Once Mm -hmm. the rug has been removed, because remember, I've swept a lot of things under that rug Mm -hmm. over the years. That's become the story I've been telling myself and telling the world. Mm -hmm. So once I move that rug, I got to deal with the fact that that shadow is there from Mm -hmm. the rug being removed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes 
that in and of itself is so scary, that change mm-hmm. of what if I'm in a full place of forgiveness and I ain't mad at you no more? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do if I ain't mad at you no more? And what if, and what if I am able to be healed and possibly attract someone that could actually love me and give me what I what I desire? Am I able to stand in my vulnerability? Am I able to receive that, right? So it becomes a hiding place. Yeah, but sometimes the fear of success can be more overwhelming than the fear of failure. Yes. And my mom would always say this, see, positive thing, mom, (laughs) Uh, that you don't know your house stinks until you leave out of the door and come back in. Mm. So it doesn't matter what you swept under the rug, we're going to smell it unless you throw that out because it's yes. going to smell like pee. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I'd rather the stain. You would rather the stain. You don't want your house to smell like pee. Yeah. Right. But you, you don't but, want your house to smell like dog pee. But you would rather the stain. Some of us have been in that space for so long mm-hmm. that we've adapted. Mm-hmm. Mm. To the point of justifying that there is no smell. You don't smell it anymore. You get used to it. We don't smell it anymore. So where is the possibility? Where you know, where is the yummy possibility for the next generation for you? As you've talked about legacy, and we've been talking about your ultimate, most meaningful yet. What is the opportunity to speak to forgiveness? And speak to healing trauma in relationships. I don't have any of those answers because it's different for each person. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how they deal with it. The person who's given you the hurt or the hurt that you've given to another person. uh, It varies. I think that's kind of that that question is kind of open ended in a sense that I can tell you about mine, Mm -hmm. but mine only. There Mm -hmm. might be someone who identifies with it. Mm-hmm. but they'll still never know because you can always say, oh, if I were you, I would do this. If I were you, I would do that. The simple answer, but yet complicated, is you never know what you would do if you're walking in someone else's shoes because what I would do might not be what you would do. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to my hurt, I I internalize okay. a lot. A lot. And then... That is manifested in eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I eat and drink my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I have to work on being more vocal mm-hmm. when something hurts me or someone or something they said or did. Because whatever they said, they didn't mind saying it to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yet I don't want to hurt their feelings back by saying something else. But you just hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. There I go. Yeah. What a... Chimichanga and a margarita. Oh. And some nachos. Mm. <laughs> and some nachos. And, and, and you know what's so you know what's so yummy about you saying that, Trina, is one of the things we say all the time is energy that is not released becomes mass. Mm. So the energy that you receive from others and internalize mm-hmm. turns into a waistline, some hips. Yeah, <laughs> and it's extra because your, your weight. Becomes your weight. Your weight becomes your weight. And that's what's happening. And menopause. So, Trina, what yummy life awaits you? 
the yummy life that awaits me is not being afraid of my successes mm-hmm. and not being afraid to use my voice. Yeah, I that. have been for a very, very, very long time. Don't get me emotional in this space. Mm. But to find a place where I can just be Trina, unabashedly, unapologetically, mm-hmm. I have not gotten there yet. And here I am, almost the age that I am, mm-hmm. and I still haven't found it yet. And that in itself sometimes makes me feel like a failure. I, I feel Ooh. like I should have known by now. Mm. Sis, we we celebrate you because what you're saying is so normal. Mm-hmm. Can I offer you something though? I don't know that it's a destination. I think it's progress. You you're not where you were. Mm-hmm. You're you're still moving, and we always say to move, you have to move. Yeah. Yeah. To move, you have to move. So you're not where you were and you're moving. And as you're moving, your muscle is building. I'm sure there are some things that people could say to you three years ago and you would stuff that thing and stuff it and stuff it. And now you're like, not so fast. Mm -hmm. You may not have the ultimate roar of your voice Mm -hmm. yet, but it's your ultimate, most meaningful yet. It's coming, and and you know the first step, um, it, it's like in the in in the alcoholic anonymous pro, uh, process, right? The first step in your ultimate, most meaningful yet is realizing you're not there yet, and being able to vocalize and speak to what it is you need, yeah, for your yummy life, and Ooh. you just did that. Yep, you just did that, and that's powerful. And when we're able to put it in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. it's like. The universe lines up. Yeah. It yeah. lines yeah. up. And the next time you are presented with an opportunity to choose Trina and Trina's yummy, you'll think about it a little bit differently. We always say in the movie, Evan Almighty, it says, when you pray for courage, does God give you courage or the yeah. opportunity, opportunity to be, be courageous? courageous? Okay. So look forward to your opportunities to live your yummy life. All right now. Yes. That was a little nugget. That was a little nugget. Give it straight to the people. Give it straight to the people. Give it straight to the people. Look for your opportunities to live your yummy life. Trina. That was a nugget right there. That was a nugget. That was a nugget right there. Thank you so much for being vulnerable with us for sharing your story thank you miss e she's not here with us we love you thank you you. thank you thank you so much trina braxton we have enjoyed this conversation we appreciate you sis thank you so much for listening to another episode of a yummy podcast we hope this fun episode was impactful insightful and as yummy as it gets If you really want to live your ultimate, most meaningful yet, make sure to write us a review on your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share with a friend because they may be discovering their yummy too. Until our next episode, be sure to head over to crystalanddrnicole.com. Join our mailing list, connect on upcoming events, learn how to work with us, and get your yummy swag.